to the I Am A Health Visitor podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Amy. And this week we thought we would do a a kind of, I'm saying shorter, but I never know if these are going to be shorter I know, shorter you never know how long normal. it's going to be. But, no, uh, but um, we're imagining we short. Tackle, yeah. <laughs> we were looking at the the um, controversy around the Aptamil. Yes, um, the because new formula. Because it's been... Uh, it's it's been everywhere. It, mm. it feels like everyone's been talking about it. Mm. I'm sure, probably in the normal wide world, yeah. there'll be lots of people going, "What? What, hey? what new formula?" Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I think to to us as professionals and to our client groups, it's yeah. uh, it's been really quite um, a big thing. Yeah. In the last few weeks quite stress inducing I think for um, parents as well like every I've had I've certainly had lots of questions from parents and people ringing up and all over kind of Facebook and Twitter all the professional yeah. groups everyone's saying that they've had lots of inquiries and um, yeah. phone calls to duty phone lines and things like that about it so and because I think the first thing I knew about it was the um, the the change in the um, packaging yes and yeah. the change the first controversy I heard of was that they've knocked 100 grams off the size of the yeah. packets and yeah. have maintained it at the same price. Yeah, yeah. So it works out um, 12% more expensive, I think, according to um, this statement from First Steps Nutrition. Yeah. So, yeah, so they've changed the packaging. So it does look slightly different. I mean... And the weird thing being as well that the um, Cowan Gate, which obviously we know is the same, they're both made by Danone. Yes, yeah. Um, they have changed their packaging they've reduced the size of the packets but have reduced the Price. cost proportionally yeah it's all the it's the aspirational parenting again isn't it yeah <laughs> definitely um and it's worth saying that on the um although we're talking about aptamil it's worth saying that on the cow and gate this might be the same for the aptamil actually that it says on the packaging the first infant milk says that it's a breast milk substitute and the follow-on milk says that it's enriched with iron, calcium and vitamin D. Whereas obviously all the formulas, both the first milks and the follow-ons, all have to be enriched yeah. with vitamin D and iron and yeah, calcium. Like... Well, not not so much enriched, just include that to begin with. It's not like an additional yeah. thing that they add in. It's no, that's what it's re- a legal legally, requirement yeah, than... legally required. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of suggesting that, again, as we know, this is the kind of classic suggestion with formula, is that the first infant yeah. milk is for birth to six months and then the follow-ons are for six to 12 months and onwards. You know, that's what they yeah. say, whereas we know um, they can stay on the first infant milk from birth up until yeah. 12 months and then at 12 months yeah. they can go to cow's milk. So, um, And, of course, what do they do to reinforce this as well? When you look at the feeding guidelines on the back, yeah. they only have guidelines for up to six months. Yes. And for a lot of parents, they're not maybe going to realise that really for some babies, yeah. six months is kind of peak volume of milk that they're going to be taking in. Yeah. And that gradually, as solids are introduced, although not straight away, no, that but, milk yeah. volume probably won't increase because you're going to be introducing milk into the diet quite quickly yes, typically yeah. as well yeah and they may start decreasing gradually yeah um and yeah. I, I think that's new isn't it that the feeding guide on the back of the first infant milk currently only provides information 
up to six months of age, it says. I um, I got I the impression that's, new or that, that's been the same I, for ages. But... I get the thing that's been the same for ages. But it, that is that is um to me quite misleading because it, it oh yeah it does give the impression that the guidelines might be different if you're mixing yeah. it after six months and you know obviously be- the point is because they want you to buy the follow-on milk but um given that yeah. the the first infant milk is perfectly safe for as long as you know you want to give it it doesn't become inappropriate at six months no. um which is almost what it, the packaging suggests i think that's a little bit unfair really it does say in yeah. the first steps nutrition um statement that um aptamil have already agreed that they're going to change this by the end of the year so by the end of 2018 they're saying they're going to return to feeding instructions that cover the whole of the first year right maybe it was new then so Um, yeah i got the impression it was new but um they've said apparently and and i did have a look as well on the danan website you know the aptamil website on their most their newest thing because obviously you know we don't want to be biased we like to get both sides of the story um and they say um that the reasoning was to try and make the packaging clearer for parents i'm not sure that they've achieved that to be honest no they've done what they've done so now health visitors are kind of all over the country picking up the pieces from worried parents calling in going oh they've changed the formula and what does that mean and what's changed and what does that mean for my baby yeah and because also just yeah, and just, I mean, the amount of reports of babies getting really quite poorly on it. Mm. And because I was a little bit mystified by it as well, and I was wondering if it is something with social media sometimes where one or two people can put on social media about a baby coming ill. Mm. And then because among their friendship circle, several other people then mention it and mm. might not use the baby's name or might use a different picture. Yeah. You suddenly get a picture of what looks like hundreds of babies being affected. And I think... But then when I saw what had happened to the formula, I then suddenly thought, mm, actually, maybe there could be something in this. Do you know, I had the exact same thought process because I was thinking maybe this is a little bit of like a kind of... Um, self-fulfilling prophecy type thing because yeah the the poorliness is is generally unsettled maybe constipated a bit more grumpy a bit more windy a bit more uncomfortable um yeah which are all so subjective and it is the type of thing where you can imagine if a parent reads in the newspaper the baby's formula the formulation of the milk has changed um, so the milk isn't quite the same as it was before. The composition of it is different. They're then yeah. going to be... And then they read, oh, this has caused loads of discomfort for loads of babies. You can see that they might be on hyper alert for their baby feeling yeah. poorly. And so that might magnify it. But like you say, that was my initial reaction. But then when I read what yeah, this has changed, I mean... And and again, we found this yeah. out via First Steps Nutrition. Yeah, it's again, not yeah, being yeah. directly via. Abdomen. No, they've been very. In fact, I think I saw something from them saying that they couldn't reveal what they'd changed the formula to, as it could be seen as them trying to compete directly with breast milk. Really? Where did you see that? It was one of these ones How where I think it, it was on one that? of the so it was on one of the health list of um, Facebook groups, and I think someone had written to them saying that what have you changes to and and it was like oh yeah it's all commercially sensitive, but what we do know via first steps is that they've now they're not using demineralized whey, no. which sounds awful to begin with, 
and are now using lactose instead. Yeah, and it's like well, which no is obviously wonder. much cheaper. Lactose yeah. is much cheaper than demineralized whey. And I'm afraid, when do we normally hear of lactose? Oh, yes, that'll be that laxative we use for constipation. Yeah, and they've also changed the the whey casein ratio. Ratio, yeah. So it's now fifty fifty rather than sixty forty. Sixty to eighty percent of all protein in human milk is whey protein. Yeah. So that's the balance of the protein. So two different type of proteins, casein and whey. Um, and previ- in, in breast milk, 60 to 80% of protein is whey. Yeah. And it was previously 60% in, in first infant milk. Um, and I think I'm right in saying that's one of the differences between first infant milk and follow-on milks, typically, is that they have a higher whey ratio in the first um, infant milks, and that's one of the reasons why it makes it easier to digest. Oh, you know what? We always do this thing where we then realise we have. We, if you could see Amy and I's sort of computers and iPads and things, we yeah. have so many windows open, <laughs> and then we always find at, at some time. point we haven't got the window that, that you we need. need open. Yeah. You. The thing is, when you're researching for the podcast, you re- read a load of stuff, and then you go right, okay, and then we start recording like a day later or a few days later, and by then I've closed all my tabs, so I've got to find yeah. them all again. Yeah. <laughs> But I seem to remember that fact from my UNICEF baby friendly training that they'd said that um, that well, was that was one of the reasoning why the first infant milk was the best ones. So my go to thing is always the infant milks in the UK practical yes. guide for health professionals from First Steps Nutrition. There was the most latest edition in May 2018, Great. which I feel really bad for them. This change happened literally a month immediately after. after. I know how annoying first... that must have been. So annoying. But I actually dipped into this the other week. Um, for a family um, with a different query around um, anti-reflux milks. Mm. Um, and so it was quite useful, actually, because I ended up sending them a link to it and things to enable them to make their own decision. Because obviously not wanting to be rec- trying to recommend one milk above another, mm. but making sure they were fully informed to make that decision themselves. Mm. And um, First Steps have recently changed their website I don't know if you've noticed. Yes, I did see, yeah. So it is worth, if you're anything like me and normally send lots of um, links. links to First Steps Nutrition stuff out in clinic as text messages and things, just re- get go and get the link again because it comes up with a different link now. Oh, okay. That's um, I bet there's loads of people that do that. Um, so, yeah, so I think the... the We've talked about the lactose, the main ingredient now being lactose rather than demineralized whey, because obviously it's less than half the price of um, whey. And then obviously also the the biggest change is the ratio of whey to casein. So they're now 50-50 rather than 60-40. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where I do wonder, why did they feel the need to make their costs less? It, when it's driven by business, I guess, they're always looking for a bigger margin, aren't they? I mean, it is like, you know, we should obviously be clear that that's not what Aptamil have said. Um, and, you know, there's no, we've got no evidence for that that's the reason why they've changed it. But, I mean, they have apparently said that there's, in the in the First Steps Nutrition um, statement, it says that um, Aptamil have made claims that the new ratio, the 50-50 ratio of whey to casein, um, improves the amino acid profile and that that has health benefits 
Um, and they've said yeah. that they will send over information to back up the claims, but that they've not received that information yet. And there's certainly no. no information publicly available. And I think there's some concern around using information to back Directly up from claims, a formula company. Which, haven't, which hasn't been backed up in the public domain. Because if it's yeah. not publicly available, then there's no way to critique that evidence. And there's no, no. way to test it and to check that it's rigorous and obviously the interest of the formula company is to sell formula so and it's that thing of you know funding independent research into formula yes is so it's yeah. so tricky yeah. same as i mean that's why there's not so much research into breast milk because yeah. being able to uh yeah research it is not so i have i'm scanning through to get to the tables on this document um Again, and I did notice it does say you know, you're, it's not to be used from birth. Um, the 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 follow-on formula say there is a cross saying not suitable for from not birth. to six months. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the reason. It's because of the ratio. The I mean, in, in this statement, it does make it clear as well that they've although they've claimed they have trial data for the new formulation, again that's not public, publicly accessible. And they've said that that does bring no. up issues around transparency, which, you know, is what we've talked about. Yeah, um, definitely. The only, the only response to the concerns about the milk are responses from the company. And so, you know, that's, yeah. that's worrying for a number of reasons. But yeah, obviously it's worrying because they might not be giving you very accurate information. But it's no. also worrying because I know that there's lots of health professionals out there, like me, for example. I've been on the Aptimil website several times in the last few months in the last month maybe the last few weeks yeah. definitely I've been on it several times I've never been on the Aptimal website before no this is the only time I've been on it and that's because I don't have a particular interest in formula feeding you know I don't have like yeah. an area of interest I imagine if I did I probably would have looked on it as a point to be able to see what the marketing is out there but I haven't really made that piece of research and I imagine there's lots of health professionals like me who are now receiving marketing if you like from uh, from Danan because yeah. they're seeking out clarity on the formula um, yeah because they're getting so many inquiries from their um families and I think you know the first steps nutrition is a really good source of answers for that there's so many milks they go through it's so thorough it's amazing yeah it's really good that document if anyone's not seen that document by the way download it and have it somewhere on your computer because it's it's an absolute mind. It's something which, as well, because although it's it's a bit it, it is a bit scary when you look at it and go, oh my god, so it's hundred pages long. Yeah, but, but actually, it is mainly the tables that are taking up and space. And it's, it's got you. You can search it, so you can just go control, hold control down, press F, and then search for whatever it is that you're looking for specifically. Yeah, and then it will bring up every incidence of that in the document, so you don't have to read the whole thing to find what you're looking for and there is even an option to do that with ipads as well yeah you can do the find on page mm. although i've chosen to scroll through mainly because i'm doing this one thumbed so yeah um... well and also you're probably very familiar with the document so um the other thing probably to mention just while you're looking that up for people is that it the new powder the new formula for the aptamil first milk is now more dense than it was before and so they've provided a smaller scoop now i was told by a family today apparently the new scoop is pink and the old one was yellow um right. but it's it's quite important 
is not a huge difference in size, but because the powder is more dense, you need to use the new scoop for the yeah. when you're making up the feeds because otherwise it would be too concentrated. The the feed would be have too much the, there'd be too much milk powder for the quantity yes. of water, if you like. Um which can yeah. as we know if, if you make it up incorrectly that can cause constipation and things like that as well. So that's just something for health visitors to be aware of to tell the families we'll throw away the old scoops because you can't use them with the new yeah. formulation. Yeah. So the actual follow on milk um is 50-50 whey casing. Okay, so more appropriate. Um, so, well, I guess the well, same now as this one is. So yeah. the, the debate then will be whether that is the evidence base for that because if they've previously said that it's not the follow-on milk is not appropriate um, before six months, then what's now the argument for it being appropriate from birth um, given that they've changed the whey casing ratio yeah. to be the same? And given that there's no publicly available trial data, although they have said they've got trial data, but we need to have that trial data published in a peer-reviewed journal so that it can be critiqued by professionals and by researchers because otherwise we're just basing it on what Aptimil think, which is obviously not going to be very reliable. Yeah. Um, So it is a worry for people, and I think it's legitimate worry. You know, parents are legitimately worried about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, And um, I have to say, it's been, you know, it does seem to be the advice is that if they're not settling or, you know, they are not enjoying, not um, becoming poorly, sorry, not becoming poorly, becoming poorly on the the new Formula Raptamil, the advice seems to be to try the Cowangate. Yeah, although well, I would because... be tempted to try other brands as well. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Well, it says. I mean, it, the first steps doesn't doesn't say a particular one to try. It just says no. a first infant milk whey based a, a first whey based infant milk is the only milk needed by m- most babies in the first year of life. Yeah, and there's no reason not to change brands. So it won't help to keep them on the same because I think people are worried about chopping and changing all the time but they're yeah, saying there's no definitely. benefit to to there's no benefit to staying on it if they're uncomfortable and um no unsettled on it um so exactly. that's a message you can give out and that's being promoted by first steps nutrition so um health visitors yeah. can feel confident about giving that advice as well yeah but I do love there has been some fantastic posts on some of the um, health visiting social media groups. Oh right! About, it seems to be more with Cowan Gate actually, where um, the Cowan Gate UK page seemed to have a thing where they had parents asking them about what's the difference between the first milk and the second milk, and when should they switch. To which they were saying, um, "Oh, you know, direct message us. We can direct message you back." They weren't actually putting it out there on the Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, I did think that and, was interesting. Uh, There's so been someone quite then, cloak and dagger with all of this. Yeah, and so someone who someone did post on there saying that on that thread publicly saying there is no difference. <laughs> but you know, under the WHO code, they can't advertise the first milk. Yeah, so, uh, you can continue to use the first milk. Well, the, the 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 difference has always been that the way. There was a higher ratio of whey in the first milk. That's always been the difference. And and to me, that was an important difference because that's the reason why we advocate the yeah. first milk. So that the fact that that has now changed, I think, is quite um, interesting anyway. Yeah. Oh, and then there was someone who got who did get a response to uh, 
their their query. Oh really? And um, it's just impressively vague from Cow and Gate. <laughs> impressively. That's all vague. I would say. You can you can look it up. I was gonna say. I mean, I think most of our listeners are on. The, yeah, they probably look it up. Yeah. One one of the two main. <laughs> A quick search on the Facebook pages. Yeah, brings everything and up, um, it? it is just something you kind of go, oh my word, you know. Yeah. The last thing that we probably need to say about it is the making up instructions because I've had loads of questions on this. Oh, yeah. And not just recently, but actually, I, I do think this is quite a big problem. And I don't know whether this is just me getting into my new shy because it's not a big problem in the grand scheme of things, is it? It really doesn't that matter that much. But it it is quite confusing, I think. Yeah, definitely. So the current World Health Organization and UK guidance is that you should boil a litre of water and leave it in the kettle for no more than 30 minutes. So the point of that yeah. is that you, if you leave it for longer than 30 minutes, the water won't be at 70 degrees C or above. So there's no reason why you can't use it straight away. Boil it and as soon as it clicks off, you could use it, you know, according yeah. to those guidance. No problem. The danger is in leaving it for longer, not in using it sooner. Because it has to be more than 70 degrees C in order to kill the bacteria in the milk. Yeah. So the new guidance that they've put out on the back of the um, new packaging implies that 30 minutes is the time that the water should be left for. Yes. Like you should leave it for 30 minutes. And in fact, what I picked up on was that it then seemed to say, leave it for 30 minutes, then put the formula into the bottle. Oh, does it? Then measure the formula out. Well, this was my take on it. So there were several different... Different people seem to have different interpretations of it. But it seemed to feel like it was to leave it for half an hour, then a bit longer after that. So was my my interpretation of the instructions. Yeah, it's certainly saying you need to leave it for around half an hour. Which I don't I don't understand the rationale for that. They've been saying that 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 has been a cause of curdled milk. But yeah. First Steps Nutrition have said, we have made up bottles at a range of temperatures from 70 to 90 degrees C and found no problem with the composition. And I think saying to people, leave it for 30 minutes, but no longer than 30 minutes, it's that's slightly unrealistic expectation, isn't it? Let's be honest. Could you just set your alarm for precisely 30 minutes? And within that minute, don't wait 31 minutes. Not mm-hmm. 29 minutes. Within that one 60-second interval, you've got to prepare your baby's feed. Let's be realistic here. They've got a screaming baby. That's not happening, is yeah. it? Yeah, no. Um, and, you know, parents have said to me, loads of parents have said to me, is there any actual reason why I have to wait 30 minutes? Because my baby's screaming. They want their milk now. And I've always just said, no, there's no reason. But then there's the issue around cooling it down sufficiently so that the baby can actually drink it. Yes, yeah, yeah, sure. But I think it's easier to cool it down. You know, it doesn't take 30 minutes to cool down a bottle to an appropriate temperature. If you've got it under running water or, you know. But especially in the middle of the night, it is so difficult. difficult. It's like one of those things where I do feel like it is... formula is missold in some respects to families around the whole how easy yeah Yeah. and it's really not it's It's really difficult and it's that thing of then you fall into parents fall into the trap of making the milk up in advance and so then it's always worth and it does say in the nhs leaflet about bottle about bottle feeding Mm. it does talk about ideally making them up as you go along but that 
you know, the key thing to emphasise is that if they are making up in advance, they need to get that milk below five degrees as quickly as possible. Yeah. And then it is safe to be stored in the fridge for up to 24 hours. Yeah. But it has to be, it's that danger zone is between five and sort of, well, they say five and 40 degrees. Yeah. Because obviously above 40 degrees, that's why your temperature rises to over 40 degrees when you're ill, because that kills off bugs and bacteria. Yeah. So it's that kind of getting it un- out of that danger zone. Yeah. And I think um, for anyone who's in any doubt in terms of how make, to make up a feed, and, and I do this with all my formula feeding mums anyway and dads, go through with them the um, UNICEF Guide to Bottle Feeding leaflet. And it's got a, yeah. it's literally got a step-by-step how to prepare a powdered formula feed. And it's got, it's very clear, it's got pictures alongside it. It's really easy to understand. And it's got the main things in there. And I think that is a safer source of information on how to prepare a feed than the back of the formula packet is. Because as we can see from this particular fiasco, it takes for First Steps Nutrition to challenge the formula um, packaging in order for them, you know, they're, they're not going to challenge it on their own. They're waiting for other people to challenge it for them. So you can go directly to those people rather than waiting for them to change the packaging. Yeah. They've also said about shaking the milk. Have you seen this? There's been a lot of fuss about you have to shake oh, it. Oh, yes. Hold the bottle yes, vertically and, that and then shake makes it, it a lot. Yeah. And then, I mean, when I read that, I was like, that sounds like what you might do if you were trying to whisk something. You know, like if you're making a cake and you're trying to get loads of air bubbles in yes. it. Yeah. Which is probably not what you want from your formula, really. Uh, but anyway, that's just me making things up. Off the yeah. I think it is that thing, though. I think it's really important to emphasize because I think with the baby friendly accreditation and mm. things, it has come through a lot more about how we need to give formula feeding families good advice. And I know we discussed this previously yeah. on the artificial feeding yeah. podcast, but it does really re emphasize that thing of actually. If we go and do a new birth visit and the family say they're formula feeding, we don't then breathe a sigh of relief and think, phew, okay, great, we don't need to go no, through all actually, of the breastfeeding stuff and do I don't need to write everything. Actually, there's even more information to go yeah. through. And if anything, it's very, I think it's that funny thing where someone who's breastfeeding is never going to mind if you say, oh, can I make a suggestion as to how that might go a bit better for yeah. you? Whereas someone who's formula feeding, I think it's it's even trickier to try and advise them well, and explain to them to take on board because I think sometimes they will be more sort of feeling like they're doing it as the formula company have said. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I'd... who are we to try and make it more complicated? But I don't, it might be just my perception. I, I've never, to be honest with you, because I, I would always talk, if someone says formula feeding, I would always say, okay, you're happy about sterilising, what you're using, and then I talk about actually preparing the feed and how are you making it up and, um, you know, what what type of milk are you using, talk about responsive formula feeding, try and use the UNICEF responsive formula feeding leaflet if I've got one. And But, you know, I always talk about that and I've never come across anyone getting grumpy with me for telling them, you know, maybe do it in this way or you know the advice is that you make it up fresh or the advice is that you use Mm. water that's more than 70 degrees because as long as you explain the rationale for it you know the reasoning is you've sterilized your bottle you've got your bottle lovely and sterile but 
obviously the milk powder isn't sterile so yeah that's what I that's suppose for. it's one of those yeah, things where I've also it. run into it where I've had I've had families with upstairs and downstairs perfect prep machines yeah that's true <laughs> yeah yeah the perfect so prep machine is an issue for another that expectation of well <laughs> And I think I think there is just that feeling of well I've spent money on this yeah this and it must be so annoying as well this. for them yeah you know that they've been sold a product that you know they feel is is perfectly fine and obviously they feel like why would they be allowed to sell it if it wasn't and then a health yeah. professional comes around and they've spent all this money on it and the health professional starts telling them oh well you know this problem with it and this problem with it that must be so irritating yeah, yeah. you feel like going well we should have told me this before. <laughs> I know. I feel like we almost need to get some balance as well because I think we've been talking, we end up talking so much about um, sort of bottle feeding and things recently. So I'm wondering if maybe we need a podcast to coming up. One. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got, mon- I mean, with my course, I've got monthly homework. Oh, so yes. at least at some point I need to do. Oh, uh, yes, please. Well, we can help Jenny with action. her homework, can't we, everyone? <laughs> I'll need you all to join in with the evaluation and feedback, They're guys. Saying, Yay, evaluation <laughs> and feedback. That's our favourite thing. It's just thing. what we all love. <laughs> Please give me an evaluation form. That's what I need in my life. Okay, so awesome. Um I think that just about wraps it up for Aptamil. So basically the main yeah, we've talked about the main differences. If people want to change then there's no reason why we can't advise them that that's perfectly fine to do um probably if they're going to change go for one that's more way heavy um than yeah. casein heavy more way hey way hey yeah, more no. way hey <laughs> excellent i like your adaptations so that was oh, our dear. short one um and it's not that short yes as it turns out no, Typical no. Us. sorry guys missold who, that didn't we who who knew in this heat we could do is obviously you might be listening to this like months It'll after we recorded by the it. Time this goes um, <laughs> oh, I hope so. Saying that, my husband gets grumpy in the snow as oh, well. No. <laughs> I need to find somewhere. Any if anyone has any suggestions of anywhere in the world where the climate is just sort of medium, just yeah, I think kind of between is, about that's where fifteen live, to twenty-five degrees. I think all year the UK round. is just about the most moderate climate. That there is. We don't normally get massive extremes of temperature. Until now. Yeah, it's global warming for you, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> We're really getting distracted now. Okay, it's time to go, everybody. Please contact us, as usual. Oh, yes, on sorry. All the normal methods. Shall I do this yeah, bit? Yeah, go for it, because I don't know the normal so methods. So we are, we are on Twitter, at IamAHV. Um, we have our email address, IamAHealthVisitor at gmail.com or we have our Facebook page I am a health visitor um, on the Facebook um, <laughs> and I think we are quite receptive to messages yeah, aren't we, we try and get back to you all quickly we do love a message and uh, be more than willing to do shout outs and yeah, things yeah absolutely um, share your yeah, um, so, Aptimal uh, related stories <laughs> oh no can we just stop mentioning Aptimal can I just go breast milk breast milk okay, breast share milk, your breast, breast milk, milk stories breast milk, breast milk. <laughs> yes um, alright I'm hoping, despite our many mentions of it, we have made it clear that um, we will not be ever sponsored by a 
Danone or anyone yeah, I similar. I think that's clear. And I, I won't worry about that. I don't think there's anyone listening you. from Danone thinking, this is the place to advertise. No, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Good, um, good, good. But anyways, so thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Um, and we'll speak to you yes. soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.